You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. To provide this context with you um, as we come into the wrapping up of this series, not just the wrapping up this series, but even the wrapping up of our time together here in this building. Um, and what I've learned over the eight years of our experience in our church is that we have a beautiful experience here at Growth Point. Um, and the beautiful experience that we have is because um, what I've learned, and you probably have recognized as well, that we have a, um, a collage or a, um, I call a gumbo mix of experiences in the church. What I mean by that is a Pentecostal will be sitting beside a traditional Baptist, and a traditional Baptist will be sitting by a Methodist, a Methodist will be sitting by a non-denominational, a non-denominational will be sitting beside a Presbyterian. Presbyterian will be sitting by somebody who this is the only experience that they've ever had. This makes it a unique experience because many of you come from various backgrounds, but you haven't had to denounce any of them. When I say by denounce them, I'm saying it makes you who you are. There are some of you, when we raise up and shout and run and stuff like that, you sit there and say, oh, they'll be finished in about 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, give them a few minutes, they get it out. And there are some of you who you need that because it goes, it goes to your experience. Uh, that's what you were raised in and that is familiar to you. And then there are some of you, I've had a lady who uh, actually is, I think she's around 24, and we had our um, new members class just a few weeks ago, and she said that um, for her, her dad was Catholic and her mom was Presbyterian. Uh, so when she came to Growth Point, she was looking for hymn books, and she was looking for liturgy and stuff, and she was wondering, like, you know, so we read from the screen, is that what we do here? And then they were talking about the app and all the experience, and even though she was 24 or is 24, her, her context, her experience has shaped the first 24 years of her life. And there are many of you all, as it relates to this particular experience as our pastor and as I try to lead this church, is to take all of your different experiences that you have and merge them with God and not what you remember. What happens is when you have an experience, and myself, as you know, for 18 years of my life, I was raised in a traditional missionary Baptist. There's a difference in Baptist. When you missionary Baptist, you are real traditional. Traditional Baptist, meaning all this stuff we just did a few minutes ago, it would be heresy. <laughs> we don't do any of that type of stuff. It was really traditional Baptist. But when I was 18 and 19, I had a different experience that was not like what I had grown up in. But my different experience didn't mean that it still wasn't a God experience. Sometimes when you have a traditional experience, whatever that might be, whatever that background might be or that context may be, sometimes your past experience blocks a new experience because it's not what you're accustomed to and not what you remember. I was talking to someone recently and they were saying something to the effect of um, young people don't come to church anymore. 
Um, young people are not participating in church. Some young people don't want to be a part of ministry anymore. And I said, well, why do you say that? They said they don't want to come to Sunday school. They don't want to come to vacation Bible school. They don't want to wear suits and they don't want to wear dresses and they don't want to participate anymore. I said, that's very interesting. I see them every Sunday. And it has nothing to do with robes, suits, ties, or vacation Bible school or Sunday school. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with a new experience is on us. We're in a new time. And if we're not careful, we will be defending something that could be now listed as a museum and not a moment. We are constantly visiting the days of yesterday when the days of yesterday are yesterday because they are no more. None of you are walking around with afros and, and, um, and uh, different uh, shoes that had fish in them or any of those types of things. And some of you who came from that era were not doing that. And some of you are not walk, driving in a deuce and a quarter. And you're not doing that anymore. So, and not, many of you don't have TVs in your house that you have to adjust the antenna. And none of you have uh, 12 disc CD changers in your car. And you don't any of that type of stuff. So if your car has changed, can God not? If God, if, you're, if the world has changed, if your TVs have changed, all it has, can God not change? If your phone has to be updated, does your relationship need to be updated? So sometimes in our context of experience and what I remember, it blocks me from what I could experience because I'm sitting there critiquing it saying that's not God. But who's to say it's not God when God was here before you got here? God established the world before any of us got here. So who is it for us to say what is God and what is not God when none of us are God? To be open to a new experience. Do me a favor and just say out loud, I'm open. I'm open to a new experience. So when we get to this text, I know exactly where I am. When we get to this text, we look at this text, Chris, and we see right here that as this opened up, Philip was used of God. Philip was an evangelist. He was an evangelist. So he was preaching and everybody was coming to hear him. People were flocking everywhere. People were getting healed. People were getting set free. Everything, everything, everything Philip, Philip said, uh, people were flocking to him. They would say, Philip's ministry is great. Philip is known. He's the new one. He's the, everybody's following him on Instagram. Everybody's going to his conferences. That was the context of how Philip was when you look at the opening up of this chapter and you look at that and Philip was used and mightily great miracles and all and Philip what happened was in the middle of God using him greatly God shifted in the middle of God using him for the masses God shifted around verse 26 and it says God said now I want you to go from the masses I want you to now go to a person in the desert I want you to move from the masses of ministry, from the masses of being used, from the masses of big things. Now I'm sending you from masses to one ministry in the desert. This audience is going to be for one person. This will not be recorded. This will not be Facebook Live. This will not be Instagram Live. No one will know you. There is no flyer for this revival I'm sending you to. Because this revival, this moment that I'm sending you to is a ministry that is in the desert where there is no pomp and circumstance. There are no followers. There is no one who is impressed by you. Because the desert is a place that there is no life. It is the 
place that there is no vegetation. There is a place that there is nothing going on but dead things. But there is somebody in the desert who's not destined to die even though they're in an environment that tells them they're getting ready to die. I want you to go to someone who is in the desert who feels like everything is crumbling, everything is falling apart, everything is on the way out, everything is crushing them. But I want you to send the word to them in the middle of a dying season and tell them it's not time for them to die yet. It's not time for them to give up yet. It's not time for them to throw in the towel yet. I've sent a word. I know I've used you in the masses, but I want to know, can you be faithful in the desert like you were faithful on a platform? Can you be faithful in the desert like you were faithful on Facebook Live? Can you be faithful in the desert like you're faithful on social media? Can you be faithful to one person like you're faithful to a hundred people? Can you be faithful to one single mother? Can you be faithful to one person who's on addiction? Can you be faithful to one white man? Can you be faithful to one black woman? Can you be faithful to somebody who can give you nothing back? Can you be faithful to somebody who cannot pay for you? Can you be faithful to someone who cannot give you a handout? Can you be faithful to someone who can't give you a job? Can you be faithful just because I told you to be obedient? Can you leave the lights and go to the desert? Can you leave the cameras and go to the desert? Can you leave applause by people and go to someone who might cuss you out? Can you leave Christianese people and go to the street? Can you leave people who know how to speak in tongues? Can you go to someone who knows how to speak in street? Can you leave the church that are impressed by your title and go to your family who cares nothing about your title? Can you be faithful in the desert? Because Philip, you've done good with the masses. But now, sir, I'm asking you to go to Gaza. Go to the desert. To a place that someone is destined to die, but it's not time for them to die yet. You do me a favor, tell somebody it's not time for you to die yet. It's not, it's not time. Here I am your Philip today. And I came to give you a message in the middle of your desert. In the midst of whatever you're going through. I don't know if there's anybody in this room who will be real honest right now and say, I'm in the middle of a desert. I'm in the middle of I don't know where. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I can't really explain it. It's a desert. I know you think everything is okay because I'm smiling at you. But really the truth is I'm in the desert. Everything around me is telling me give up. Everything around me is telling me it's over. Everything around me is telling me it ain't going to work. Everything around me is telling me it's, no, it's not worth fighting for. But in the middle of my decision of wanting to give up or walk away, God's sent me a word said not yet not yet not yet not yet somebody open your mouth say not yet not yet not yet not yet it's not time yet Philip comes in the desert leaves the masses leaves in-person service to now do ministry in the desert leaves big buildings to now go to a desert leaves nice air conditioned to now go to the desert in the heat when everybody wants to be outside for everything but ministry everybody's making posts I'm outside doing what I'm outside right now it's my outside season doing what do your shorts excuse me does your outfit dictate ministry or does it dictate you want ministry to you take that and get that by Wednesday 
He sends them in the hot desert and said, I want you to be obedient to me. I want to ask, are you doing it for the check or are you doing it for the call? Are you doing it because you're paid to do it or are you doing it because you're purposed to do it? And the desert will show you which side you're on. Timothy Wright were here, he would say, who's on the Lord's side? I want to know. When you get in the desert, you'll find out. Will you pray to God like you did in the mountain? Or will you fuss at God when you're in the desert? Will you shout like you did in the mountain when you're in the desert? Time will tell. Philip's now in the desert of Gaza. And to add more to this layer, Pastor Caesar, since you're here, I'll call your name. While he was in the desert, it wasn't just sent to anybody, Sydney. It would be different if you sent me to somebody who looked like they had potential, Erica. If like it was somebody who looked like they were going somewhere. Somebody who, you know, we all go to those people that, uh, hey, Troy, we all go to those people that look like they are somebody or somebody they can offer us something. Or if I get with that person, I mean, that's really going to look good. You know, we all, not just you, all of us have done that. And we rub shoulders and take pictures with people who look like they're something. But what, 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 what? What happens when God sends you to someone who doesn't even look like they have potential? They, they don't even look like they can offer anything. They don't even look like they can be saved. So he goes to this person in the desert, Mama Emma, who was a eunuch. Someone say eunuch. We don't hear words like eunuch now because we don't know what that means. Like what is a eunuch? I'm glad you asked. A eunuch is someone who is castrated. Uh, What does castrated mean? Uh, Eunuch is someone who is male but has no male parts to produce. A male at that time or even today is known by what they can bear and what they can do and what they can produce. But here is this man that is a eunuch who has the outward appearance, who looks apart. But when it's time to produce, he can't produce anything. He wants to produce, but his opportunity or his parts to produce have been removed. I don't know if there's anybody who's ever been in a season. That you want to do something, but you can't do it. You see the vision, but you can't seem to produce it. You see where you want to go, but you can't seem to produce the steps to get there. You want to be free, but you can't seem to get free for anything. Like, you don't want your mind boggled down, but you can't seem to keep your mind off of stuff that keeps troubling you. Like, you want to do good, but evil is all. It's, it's like there's this, this, this thing going on. I want to do better, but I can't seem to produce better. Is there anybody be honest like that? I, I'm there. I've been seasons where I, can't, I want to produce, but I can't seem to. Seems easy for everybody else but me. Why is it that every blessing skips me and lands on somebody else? I I want better, but I can't seem to get there. I want to produce. I really do, but I can't seem to. (laughs) If it was your prayer alone that answered things, then we would all be places. But sometimes God shows you in the middle of you not producing, I'm still with you. 
in the middle of you not making anything happening, I'm still with you. Do me a favor. Tell somebody God's still with you. It might look like you can't produce. It might look like you have forgotten. It might look like nothing is happening for you, but God is still with you. How do I know this? He sent Philip to a eunuch who couldn't produce. But this is the thing. He was a eunuch who was also in service to a queen. Uh, Y'all read it when you get a chance. He was in service to a queen but couldn't produce. The only thing he could do was serve but not do anything for himself. God, is there anybody in here who you do better for others than you're able to do for yourself? God have mercy. He says, I can I can serve the queen, but I can't seem to get nothing for myself. I'm always praying for somebody else, but ain't nothing happening for me. I'm, I'm always encouraging somebody else, but ain't nobody encouraging me. I'm always there for somebody else. I'm always wearing somebody else's bridal dress. I'm sorry, no defense, Lakia. I'm always making somebody else. I'm, I'm always attending somebody else's wedding, but ain't nobody marrying me. Ain't nobody putting a ring on me. Ain't nobody taking me out to dinner. I'm taking my own self to the movie, taking my own self out on dates. And ain't no, I'm producing and applauding everybody else, but ain't nothing producing for me that was the state of mind that this man was in but he was happy to serve even though nothing was happening for him what does your heart look like when it keeps happening for everybody else and not you what does your heart look like I'm not talking about your mouth what does your heart look like when everything keeps happening for everybody else and it keeps passing you by? He never, in that scripture, it never says it was a complaining eunuch. It says it was a serving eunuch. He kept on serving even though he couldn't produce nothing. He kept on worshiping, kept on serving, kept on doing what he had to do even though nothing was happening for him. And I got a word for somebody today, keep doing what you're doing. Like just, just keep being faithful. It, it doesn't, it, I know it doesn't make any sense and I know you feel like you don't do anything, but we should sing the song in that Missionary Baptist Church I grew up in. Serving the Lord will pay off after a while. I do know that. Like if you continue to serve him, if you continue to be faithful, not faithful for an award, but faithful because he called you. Not, not faithful for an applause, but faithful because he called you not faithful for a pin on your pistol but faithful because he called you just faithful he stayed in position just because he wanted to be faithful and because he was faithful God saw him <laughs> because he was faithful is this a word for anybody in this room I'm not I don't want to be preaching because I'm trying to get a TED talk I want to make sure this is for somebody in this room he says he says just be faithful and because he was faithful God saw him because he was faithful God saw him and sent him a word got there and the, this is how I know I'm almost through here I'm almost through because this is your moment hear this because it says that the eunuch left where he was at where he was serving and while he was going back home the word says and you go there you read it when you get a chance I'm not going I'm just giving y'all the hip-hop version he says while he was reading he was in his chariot uh, maybe y'all don't know what a chariot is. I'm sorry. Maybe while he was in his Tesla. I'm sorry. While he was driving back in his Tesla or something. While he was going back, you know, you know he, was, he was driving for him. He, he wasn't even driving. He was just riding. You know, uh, the, the doors were swung up. You know, whatever. He was just driving down in his Tesla, you know, with his mind on his money and his money on his mind. But anyhow, while he was driving. Excuse me. I'm trying to make this make sense to you. While he was driving and minding his business, he felt led to read scripture. 
while he was in the desert. God, Deacon, I feel like preaching this for real. What do you read while you're in the desert? What's feeding you while you're in the desert? What's encouraging you while you're in the desert? I mean, who are you listening to while you're in the desert? Are you listening to other people that say, girl, it's bad. It's, it's difficult. It's hard. You got to be like Tyler Perry. Say, I can do bad by myself. I, I don't need nobody else to make me cry. I don't need nobody else to make me feel bad. I don't need nobody else to tell me how hot it is in this desert. I know how hot it is in this desert. I need a word while I'm in the desert. So while he was, this is the part. He was a servant who wasn't particularly broke. Not being able to produce doesn't mean you're broke. He was serving a queen, which meant he had everything. That's why he was in the Tesla. <laughs> he was in it, but he couldn't own it. He was in somebody else's stuff, couldn't have his own stuff. In the middle of this, he got a word. He said, I want to read. And he started reading the word. And it said, who? Uh, it said, it started talking about, it was like a, like a lamb before the slaughter is this man. And, and he was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities. And he's reading this thing. And he says, I don't know who this is talking about. Now Philip knows why he's in the desert. He sees his Tesla going by. <laughs> he sees it riding by. And all of a sudden, Philip says, God says to him, the Spirit says to Philip, he said, that's your moment. He said, my moment to do what? He said, listen. And he's reading the scripture out loud. And he said, like a sheep before a slaughter is uh, 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 wounded for my transgressions, bruised my iniquities. Uh, he's reading like in reading it. From, he said, that's, that's your moment. That's your assignment. He said, what am I supposed to do? He said, this is your moment to teach. This is your moment. To teach somebody. And I want to tell you all church. Some of you. And I'm going back to my introduction. Some of us who are older. Are judging people who are younger. But you can't judge what you haven't taught. So we're saying. They don't sing hymns. They don't wear long skirts. They don't do this. They don't look like holiness. They don't know the Bible. They do, where have they coming in smelling like that? All this stuff. And we do more talking instead of teaching. I know that's not the moment you thought it was. But this is the time, church, to bridge the gap. This is the time that we need mothers. This is the time that we need older ones. This is the time. You ain't it ain't time for you to die yet because we need you to teach us what you know. Teach me why you fought. Teach me why you were out there. Teach me why you were protesting. Teach me why you did what you did. Teach me why you worked three jobs. Teach me why you didn't leave that house. Teach me why you stayed up late. Teach me why you got up early in the morning and prayed for your family. Teach me why you put oil on the door. Teach me why you walked around the house saying the blood, the blood, the blood. And before you judge me, teach me. Teach me, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If you would draw yourself from me, whether shall I go? Teach me, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Teach me I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need, don't teach me the song. Teach me why you sang it. Yeah. 
Don't bring the deacons back. Tell me why the deacons were there in the first place. Don't bring back Terry in service, but tell me why you tarried in the first place. Don't bring back shut-ins. God, please don't bring back shut-ins. But tell me why you had them in the first place. We don't have to have BTU. We don't have to have BBS. But tell me, why do you know the Bible the way you do? Why do tears roll down your face when you say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want? Why do your hands go up when you hear, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see? Why, why do you start running around the church and when they sing the song, what is this that makes me feel rich when I don't have a dime? And whatever it is, it won't let me hold my peace. Why do, you hand, why do your hands go up when they say, this joy you got, the world didn't give it and the world didn't take away? Tell me why you shout, mama. Tell me why you got a divorce, but you still pray for my daddy who ain't in the house. Tell me why you got molested, but you ain't mad. Tell me why you've been dropped, but you keep getting back up. Tell me why you keep being suppressed, but you keep rising up. Tell me, how do you do that? How do you sit by people who you know talk about you? Please tell me. How you do that? Teach me how enemies will become your footstool because right now I want them to be my fist. Teach me because I don't understand. And Joanna, I'm telling you, we're in a lack of understanding crisis as a church. Where everybody wants to talk about the days of the long past and the old church. But you won't even tell me why you want the old church back. What was so good about it? That you want it. You will look over me to remember what used to be. You will look over my generation. Just because you want to go back to an old church. With pews with no cushion. Mahalia Jackson fans, you want to go back so bad that you won't even talk to me because I got on t-shirts and jeans. Teach me. Before you critique me, love me. Teach me. Talk to me. Because I got the Tesla, but I have no understanding. I got likes. I got many followers, but I don't know nothing about following Jesus. Teach me. Because I want to shout like you, but I don't know if it's a dance or if it's real. Teach me. Is it about the bump or is it about deliverance? Which one? Because I'm confused. Teach me. Do me a favor. Tell somebody, just teach me. Just, just teach me. Like, I want to cry about what you cry about, but I don't know why you're crying. I want to raise my hands. I want to get up at 3 o'clock and pray, but I don't know the purpose of it. Because I have YouTubed all night. I have streamed all night. And now you want me to come to your dry church. Teach me how I should be praying at night instead of streaming at night. Teach me. Because I don't know. And for whoever that's for, this is your moment to be the teacher. I know it's Episcopalian quiet right now. 
But it is your moment right now to be the teacher. We need teachers. And unfortunately, you might not get paid to do it. So if you're waiting for an endorsement and for a check, you might not get it. But you might have to grab somebody's hand and say, baby, this is how you put on foundation. Baby, this is what an undergarment is. Baby, this is what, this is what stockings are. See, the, the half of y'all just like, what? What? This is how you dress for an interview. This is how you write a resume. This is how you don't have to sleep with a boss to get a job. This is how you do it. This is how you change a tire. This is how you make sure your oil is changed. That tick, 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 tick is not your radio, it's your car. So he was riding nice, but he had emptiness inside him. Some of you have to look past what somebody has to see they got it, but they don't have him. And you will only be able to go to the desert to find them. So he was in the desert reading. I'm almost through. I'm reading. I'm almost through. He was in the desert, Marissa, and he had no understanding. And he said, this is your moment to teach. Now, what happened is it's going to switch. Someone say switch. Because all of a sudden, when he went to him, then the eunuch turned to him. Because one person's moment is to teach. Another person's moment is to learn. So when the teacher shows up, you can't turn with an attitude. When I tell you you don't know what you don't know, you can't be mad at me and act like I'm trying to stop your funk and stop your fire. I'm not. I've been where you are, and I'm only trying to make sure you don't go down the same road I went down. I know I look older, and I don't get men like you used to, but back in my day, girl, it wasn't on Facebook. But let me tell you, I know some things about some ninjas. My hips are wider, but I know some things. They can get this wide because of chicken. I know some things. He says, this is your moment to learn. To be able to ask questions. (laughs) This is your moment to ask questions. To say, I don't know what I don't know. Teach me. I'm not sure. I have no clue. I want Jesus, but I don't know how to get to him. Will he accept me like this? Will he love me like this? Does he want to be bothered with me? Does he fool with me? Because mama said, until I get it together, God won't deal with me. Is that the same God you want to talk to me about? Because if that's the same God you want to talk to me about, I don't want to hear it. Because I've heard everybody else tell me that he won't deal with you until you get it together. But I want to get it together, but I don't know the way to get it together. I want to change, but everybody keeps trying to condemn me before I make a decision. I didn't want this baby, but I had to make a choice. And my choice was to preserve life. It's been a struggle, but I chose to struggle this way instead of struggling in my mind and my memory. 
So before you judge me, understand me. Before you create a bill, make sure I've got provision for the bill that you create. Because I want to learn better. He said, this is your moment to teach him because he don't know. And this is your moment to receive from him because you don't know. I'm telling you, church, some of us have teachers, but then we have no one to teach. Because no one wants to learn or be told anything anymore. Because to tell you to have a seat, you leave the church and call it church hurt. It wasn't that the church hurt you. It's that somebody finally told you that your attitude was nasty. And you thought the church was going to was coax you and, and, and pat your little horse weave and all that type of stuff. And we just had to tell you, girl, you ain't as smart and you're nice as you think you are. You are nice, nasty. It's your last Sunday in the building. Y'all had to see me for a long time. I'm getting it all out. But this is the season to learn. He says, I'm reading something that I don't have a clue about. I'm reading the scripture, but I don't know it. I just don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand holiness. I don't understand righteousness. I don't understand it. I don't don't get it. I don't understand it. And there are a lot of people who want to say, I don't get it, but are you safe for me to tell it to? Can I tell you I don't get it and you not judge me? Can can I tell you I really fake shouted? I really didn't shout. See, I've been in church nine months before I had an opportunity to choose. I know church people. And what I mean is there are a whole bunch of people who fake it and it ain't even real. You be like, this ain't no step. This ain't no stroll. If it ain't real, don't fake it. Tell somebody, don't fake it. But a lot of people will fake it because you don't want to feel awkward. You don't want to feel odd. You don't want to feel like the minority in the room. Child, sit there. If he don't do nothing for you, don't do nothing until he grabs you. Because when it grabs you, you won't hit it let you go. Like, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. You don't want to be doing all that type of stuff. But when he grabs, I didn't come up here to sweat today. But Stephanie had a birthday yesterday, and I had to preach the way I'm preaching today. Happy birthday. That's what I had to do. But I had to learn. I had to turn myself. Here, I'm almost through here. I had to, he said, he had, this is your season to teach. This is your season to learn. So he asked him questions. And then Philip started to teach him. He said, this is talking about Jesus. This is the good news about Jesus. Mary, and I'm through. He said, this is the good news about Jesus. He's the one who can redeem you. He's the one who can set you free. He's the one who wants to change your life. He's the one who wants to give you another chance. He's the one who wants to take your non-producing self and produce something in you and produce life in you. He said, that's the one. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. He said, that's the good news about Jesus. And I'm telling you, church, we don't even preach Jesus no more. We preach about everything but Jesus. But Jesus is the only one who saves. Last time I checked, Mario is not in the Lamb's book of life. 
It is only Jesus who satisfies and Jesus who saves. Is there anybody who's been saved by Jesus? He says, Jesus, Jesus saves. Jesus, he's the one. And in the middle of that, I'm through here. In the middle of that, it says the eunuch responded to the man. He says, Jesus, okay, I, I'm about that. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, Jesus. Yeah, I got that. Uh-huh, Jesus, yeah, I'm feeling that. Jesus, okay, good. All right, yeah, I, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling it. Now, now, what do I need to do to get Jesus? He's all you got to do is accept him. All you got to do is confess him. All you got to do is believe him. He's all I believe. I, I got that thing. I, I believe in this thing. I, I believe Jesus. I, I believe he can do something in my life. I believe. Somebody holler out, I believe. I, I believe that even though I've not been able to experience anything, even though I haven't been able to produce anything, I believe. I, I believe in that. That is the first step to anybody right now that you can be in a desert, but you got to have some belief attached to your desert that, that there are better things and there are better things that are coming out of this situation is there anybody in this room who can just open your mouth and say I do believe I, I do believe I, I know it doesn't look like it I know things don't look like they're changing but but I believe and here in the middle of this Tesla the eunuch said I believe I, I believe and then he said now what do I need to do next he said I, I think it's time for you to get baptized and all of a sudden the eunuch said hey there's water he, he said hey that's my moment Hey, it's an opportunity. Hey, I see an opportunity for me to do something about this thing. I, I see a moment. He says, what is the moment? And, and Philip says, what moment do you see? He said, I see water. This is my moment to jump in. This is my moment to jump in. This is my moment to jump in. Like I've been looking at it, but I'm ready to jump in. I've been hearing about it, but I'm ready to jump in. Do me a favor and look at somebody and say, it's time to jump in. It's time to jump in. It's time to jump in. You ain't told the right person. Y'all ain't, ain't going to see them for about six weeks. Tell them, tell them, tell them, don't be scared of them. They ain't going to do nothing to you. Tell them it's time to jump in. It's time to jump in. He said, I've heard the word. He said, I've heard the word. I heard what you said about me. I heard what you said I can experience. And I'm ready to experience it. I'm ready to experience it. All my life, I hadn't been able to produce something. All my life, I hadn't had no change. All my life, I've been looked over. All my life, I've had this eunuch thing going on that I hadn't been able to experience nothing. I wanted deliverance, but I couldn't get deliverance. I wanted to be healed but I couldn't be healed I wanted change but I couldn't experience change and I was minding my business I wasn't thinking about anything but you came right in the middle of my desert you came right in the middle of my circumstance and I've heard what you said and I'm ready to jump in tell somebody jump in jump in tell somebody jump in what is it mean to jump in Amari I'm glad you asked me and I'm going to tell you what does it mean to jump in he says when you get baptized come here Kenroy come here Jamar come here real quick come here real quick run real quick come up here real quick yes real quick get behind me this is what it means because in the old church we used to sing the song Caesar take me to the water 
take me to the water because I want to be baptized. Anybody heard that song? And then we would say, none but the righteous. None but the righteous. This is my sermon. I can preach if I want to. None but the righteous shall see God. Well, they would get baptized and the people would shout when I came out of the water. And I used to wonder, why did mama shout? Why did granddaddy shout? Because all I did was went down and came back up. I went down and I came back up. What was so important about me going down and coming back up? Well, when I heard the gospel, it says Jesus was crucified nails in his hands nails in his feet can I tell y'all the gospel a crown of thorns was on his head the chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes I've been healed Jericho is that the gospel I think that's the gospel but that's not how the story ends because they lay him in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. He stayed there all night Saturday. But daddy said on the third day he got up with all power in his hand. And I asked myself why was mama and daddy shouting when all I did was went down and came back up because what it did was I went down in sin but I came up in righteousness I went down I went down one way but I came up another way so when the eunuch said I see water I'm ready to change I'm ready to be delivered I'm ready to be set free I'm ready to change my nature look at somebody say jump in tell somebody jump in I said tell somebody jump in y'all told the wrong person tell about three people say jump in jump in jump in jump in jump in he said I don't want to stay like this I don't want to stay like this I'm ready to go down but I don't want to come up the same way I don't want to come up the same way I don't want to have church like I used to have church I don't want to be the changed way I don't want to play games I don't want to play footsies with the devil I want to be changed I want to be delivered I want to be set free and I want to know is there anybody in the room on the last Sunday in this building that can open your mouth and say I don't want to be the same I don't want to be the same this is my moment this is my opportunity to jump in so everybody who has breath jump on your feet right now everybody who has breath jump on your feet right now I said everybody who has breath jump on your feet right now so if you ain't got breath you ain't on your feet but if you got breath you're on your feet and on the count of three you can jump to your right 
or you can jump to your left skip to the loo my darling whatever you gotta do but whatever you do on the count of three I want you to jump and your jump is not jumping into baptism but jumping into your new season jumping into your new moment jumping into your new healing are you ready I said are you ready are you ready I said are you ready one two three let's jump I'm jumping to a new season I'm jumping to a new moment this is my moment this is my moment thank y'all say this is my moment say this is my moment this is my moment this is my moment I said this is my moment I said this is my moment tell somebody this is my moment all right y'all didn't do it right I'm gonna have you do it one more time I was your teacher I was a you didn't want to learn because when you're really ready to jump out of it something will shift in you y'all jump because I said it this ain't Simon Says listen Philip never told him to get in the water his desire said I need to jump in what I'm saying is let desire marry your jump that when I'm jumping I'm really jumping into something else that don't nobody else know about but me don't nobody else understand but me but I'm ready to jump from here into where God has me are y'all ready so we're gonna do it one more time and when you make that jump give God the best praise you can give him now what is that praise based on now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power so are y'all ready on this jump? Make it count. Make that jump count. Are y'all ready? One, two, three. Jump into it. And give him a praise. And give him a praise. And give him a praise. Ah. I'm jumping into it. It's my moment. moment I, have, um, I don't know only time will tell if I've done a good job preaching today or preaching this word only time will tell when I say time will tell I'm not talking about in this moment only time will tell whether you really jumped only time will tell if you only jump for a moment or you jump for change and I can't determine that only you can we're in three moments right now that are before us it's either you're the teacher you're the learner or you're the jumper only time will tell which season you're in it's time to teach somebody it's time to learn from somebody or it's time to jump into next because I learned because every jump means I left something church we're in a jump in case you thought this was just about pack and praise it's pack and jump
anytime you pack up something, it means you're not planning to come back to it. I don't plan to come back. I'm not talking about to a building. I don't plan to come back to anything that resembles what I jumped from. I don't plan to come back. I can't go back. I packed it up so I wouldn't go back. I packed it up so that even if I wanted it, I had to open up something old to get it. When you really want deliverance and when you really jump into it, you actually have to fight to get back in bondage. Like you gotta, you gotta open up boxes and, and dig for that picture and dig for that person. and It just don't stumble on you. you. You want it to go back to that. But when you jump from it, I packed it up so I wouldn't go back. And I taped it up so that it would be a fight for me to even get back into my old nature. this is the part here Dwayne this is the part here after he got baptized the spirit of the Lord lifted up Philip and the eunuch never saw him again but he had a changed life sometimes your only assignment is to be faithful for a season and then God will lift you and take you to another one the eunuch never even had an opportunity to tell him thank you. Because it wasn't about Philip. It was about Jesus. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Lord. Woo, thank you, Jesus. If that message was for anybody, can we release a praise in this room if that message was for you? Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.